This is the Sports Psychology Hour with Dr. Andrew Jacobs on Sports Radio 810 WHB. What I've done is help athletes be the best they can be. We work on giving you that winning edge, that mental edge that will help you realize your potential. Dr. Jacobs has been in practice for over 30 years as a sports psychologist. This is the first time I've ever listened to it. I'm on my way to church and I said, I got to pull over and talk. Right now is your chance to call Dr. Jacobs for free help with any sports related problem. It's a wonderful form and uh, it must be a radio for me every time I, I'm in the camp city. And this show is about you, it's about having fun working hard, building self-confidence, having the right attitude, being a good teammate, being a good parent, and being a good coach. Now, here's the sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Good morning, everyone. I am sports psychologist, Dr. Andrew Jacobs, and welcome to our show here in Sports Radio 810 WHB. As you know, I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m., and this show is is about your mind, it's about your attitude, it's about your focus, it's about the things we do to help us be the best we can be. I've been in practice for 36 years as a sports psychologist, doing about as long as anybody in the country. And I've been here in Kansas City on the radio for the last 26 years, the last 16 here at Sports Radio 810 WHB. And every Sunday, we do a show about your mind, about your attitude, about the psychological side of sports, about what's good about sports, about what's bad about sports. And I try to bring up topics that I think will be of interest to you and get your thoughts and opinions. You know, I, I have had the privilege of working with so many great people over the years. And from the professional and Olympic level to the collegiate high school level down to youth sports. And as you know, I have uh, written a book this past year with Royals All-Star Hall of Famer Jeff Montgomery and Olympic Hall of Fame swim coach Pete Malone, along with uh, Dr. Steve Joyce, orthopedic surgeon, uh, formerly with the Royals, one of the top orthopedic surgeons in the country, and written by our uh, writer Matt Folks called Just Let Him Play, Guiding Parents, Coaches, and Athletes Through Youth Sports. And I wrote this book, we wrote this book, because of the concerns we have about what's going on with youth sports. And youth sports today is in a, it, it, I think it's in a crisis. It, it's at a place now where you have people doing crazy things. There is a story <clears throat> this past week. And if you have listened to my show, you know how I feel about where youth sports is going. So there's this, a, a story this past week in the Dallas Star-Telegram about a baseball, youth baseball team called the Texas Bombers. And the uh, owner and coach, his name's Lale Esquivel. He is hard-charging in pursuit of his youth baseball players, and he's unapologetic about his method of building powerhouse teams. This is down in the, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. He found three players with exceptional skills, and one of them so badly that it didn't matter that they lived on opposite coasts of the country. He recruits nine- and ten-year-olds, to be on his team. He goes, I want my sons to compete and play with the biggest players in the country so there's no boundary that is too far from me. We're not talking about going to Fort Worth and watching rec ball. He goes, I have the best players in the country, not the Western Hemisphere. He has a player on his team from New Jersey, one on his team from Compton, California, and he flies these kids in. And in Dallas, there's an estimated 75 select organizations with more than 1,000 teams fielding players from age 6 through high school. 
But this guy's gone over the edge. He's got players coming in from all over the country. And it's sick. It's ridiculous. Okay? This guy needs to be this guy needs to be confronted with what he's doing, but he doesn't care. He goes, people hate me. They legitimately hate me because we win. He goes, people hate the Dallas Cowboys. They hate the New York Yankees. If we didn't win, do you think people would hate us? Hell no. We're everybody's World Series. This guy has no clue what he's doing to these kids. All right? The professionalism of youth sports is detrimental to youth athletes. They're not professional athletes. This guy is sending a terrible message to these kids. Six of the 20 players on his 10-and-under team don't live in Texas. There's one, there are two from California, one from Florida, one from Mexico. Okay, they're ranked number two in the country. Who cares? Ten and under team rank, whatever they are. What difference does that make? They're 81 and five since January. 81 and five since January. Why have they played 86 games since January? All right, it's absurd. One of the fathers has spent $30,000 on his son's travels plus $1,200 a month for four professional trainers to work with his son five days a week. It's sick, okay? We have gotten to a point now in this country where we have stuff like this going on. One father says he spent $6,000 on travel for his son's first entry into the, onto the team. I put the bullet on that said the father. He's the teacher and coach. I know the kid has to go out there and perform. For me personally, I just wouldn't want to waste money on a bad trip. All right. So, this is, this is, this is sickness. Okay? This is sickness, in my opinion. You're, tr you're flying 9- and 10-year-old kids across the country to play on a youth baseball team. And they're 81-5 and five since January, and the, guy doesn't, and the guy's proud of it. And there's a quote in here about him. He says, we play to win the games, period. I don't care what anybody thinks. All right. I want to get some calls in here. I want to start the show this morning with this question. How much money do you pay on your, youth, on your child's youth sports activities? I'd like to get some calls in here. I'd like to get some comments in here. Do you spend too much money on youth sports? Do you fly your kids all over the country? Do your kids play on a team somewhere else because they want to win? And at what age does it really matter whether you win or lose? These kids on this team, a 10-and-under baseball team, by the time they're 14, 15, and 16, a bunch of them are going to have physical injuries. They're 81-5 and five since January. They're playing baseball year-round. You get any expert in physical medicine, and they will tell you that it is not healthy to do one sport at a young age year-round. You need to play different sports. You need to give your body rest. You need to adjust to different things. Psychologically, it's not healthy either. There's the whole issue of burnout. There's the whole issue of stressing their bodies and their minds. So I want to open up our phone lines right now. I know the show's early, but this story really got to me. I'm like, are you kidding me? This guy is flying kids from all over the country to play in his 10-and-under baseball team. And winning is all that matters. It's sick. It's total, it's total sickness, in my opinion. And this coach, 
Esquivel was suspended by USA Baseball, USSA Baseball, suspended him for one year in 2014 and placed him on lifetime probation. All right? So, but he's still coaching. So you can always find a way to get around it somehow. All right, our phone number is 913-3810-810. 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I want to get your opinion on this. Do your kids play youth sports? How much money do you spend a year on their activities? I love youth sports. I think youth sports is great. I think it teaches so many things for kids, develops them. You have fun. You learn fundamentals. You learn about teamwork. You learn about confidence. You learn about success and failure. But where do you start flying your kid all over the country to play on a baseball team or on a football team or on a soccer team? How much money is too much? 913-3810-810 is the number. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear if you're a parent. I want to hear if you've played sports. You know, in our book, Just Let Him Play, we talk about competition, and we talk about the importance of competing and learning and growing. And it's great to compete, and it's great to learn about success and, and, and failure, winning and losing. But when do those really matter? At 10 and under, to be flying from each coast to play on a baseball team in Texas? That's, in my opinion, in sickness. I'm sorry. I just, I just think that's ridiculous. All right, 913 is the number. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. How much money do you spend on your kids' sports activities? I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're an athlete. How far do you go to play in a team? Do you uproot your family and move to go play, have your 9-year-old play in a team somewhere? 913 is the number. Steve's on the line. Let's talk to him first. Steve, good morning, sir. How are you? Morning. Great, great. Um, I think this is just a really important subject. Um, I have triplet boys. They discovered baseball a little later than uh, some other boys, so we're trying to play catch-up a little bit. But we were on a team, uh, fall ball, where you're supposed to have just an, a, a co-mingling of, of uh, different levels. Uh, but it was primarily our boys were added to a quote-unquote competitive team, and the long story short is I was so disgusted, I pulled my kids off the team that the parents would scream at their kids. And these are little kids. How, uh, how old, Steve, are we talking about? Uh, let's see, probably about fifth, sixth grade. So and, 11 or 12. Uh, they would scream at them and humiliate them for missing a ball. And then one of the – my final straw was uh, one of the – dads told me, well, you know – we out here living in Gardner, uh, you know, we've got what you call the Bubba effect. And I'm like, what is that? And he it's said, Bubba well, Starling is what it is. Yeah, we want all of our kids to be the next Bubba Starling. So, I mean, these people were pouring thousands of dollars a month into training, and these kids looked miserable. I looked at some of these kids, and I know they didn't want to be there, and it was totally because of their parents, and then they would just whip them like dogs. It was disgusting. So what? Let me ask you this question, Steve. Your your three sons obviously saw all this. You took them off the team. So what did you tell them, and what did they say about all that? Because they obviously had to had to experience this themselves, and it, it has had to have had an influence on them. Yeah, I I told them that you know right now we need to be learning the fundamentals, and we need to be having fun. And if you lose a game, okay, that kind of hurts. There's a there's an age in there where that starts to hurt. And, so, and I think that's okay, uh, but you can't take that to the level of almost a, a mental illness. Uh, and so I just told them, 
we need to continue working on the fundamentals. You don't worry about some of these other kids. You do your best every time and try to do better next time. All right, let me let me let me, let me ask let me ask this question. Too. Well, that's good. You've told them the right thing, in my opinion. Let me ask you this question: Did you take them off the team in the middle of the season? What or at the end of the year? What did you do? It was it was early on. It was early on. I could see how this was going. Um, and what and, did you so, what did you tell the coach? And what did you tell your kids? I told the coach that this is not uh, a positive environment. This is not a, uh, a, a supportive and loving and teaching environment. This is win at all expense and humiliate your kids if they miss a ball. I said, I'm not, I'm not cool with this. This is not good. And I said, my boys are out of here. And I, you know what? Uh, I think that they were okay with it <laughs> because uh, my boys weren't quite at the level of these other boys, although they could hit. They could always hit. All right, let me, uh, let me ask you, Steve. What I are the, think they're okay because my kids took precious playing time away from some of these other kids whose parents were paying all this money. All right, so Steve, I, I, I don't think they cared. Steve, what did the coach say when you told him that? He just shrugged his shoulders. It's like, okay, he he didn't he didn't care. Was there a preseason meeting before the season started about his goals and expectations? What was going on? No. Well, okay. See, first the first thing that, quite frankly, you did wrong there was you you signed up for a team where the coach doesn't have that. In our book, we talk about the necessity, the importance of having a preseason meeting with parents and kids. And I don't care if it's fall ball, if it's summer ball, whatever it is. You have a meeting well, and you was, explain the guy. A, a, a rec level, uh, a rec level organization that uh, just placed uh, uh, players on teams to fill out their roster. For that, that's fine. Ball. That's fine. But you still have a meeting. You still have a meeting and explain yeah, and what the goal. Well, see, that's the first. That's the first issue right there with this guy. Okay, you have a meeting. You explain as a coach what your goals and expectations are. Let everybody know. And at that point, you would have picked up on this, and you probably would have left. Well, Steve, listen. Good luck with your kids. You're going to have a yeah. lot, a lot of, a lot of work ahead with triplets there. But I don't encourage people to quit. But in this situation, I think you did the right thing. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for calling in. All right. Let's go next to Craig. Craig. Good morning, sir. How are you? I'm good. How are you? All right. I'll get your thoughts on our our topic this morning. Um, my daughter's four. She just started playing t-ball. Okay. Four. Uh, you want the best for your kids. You want them to play against a good competition but you don't want them in a terrible league where they're not playing against the best so i mean i i but i don't know where that what that number is when you when you say well i'm paying this much or that much where it stops and where it it starts i definitely don't think it starts at 10 years old though i think it should start later in 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 their career you said your daughter's four yes okay um She's on a on a in a league or just on a on a group that's playing. What 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 exactly is she? It's in? a league. It's a, a t-ball league. Okay. And does she know how to play? A little bit. <laughs> she, I mean, all right. She's getting, I, the fun, she's getting the fundamentals of the game. I mean, at age four, in my opinion, okay, that that's a little young to start on a team. See, for me, I think you shouldn't start till you're probably in first grade, kindergarten, first grade. So she's probably is she even in kindergarten yet at four. No, she's not. She has one more year of preschool. Yeah, see, I, I just think that's a little too young. I wouldn't be on, on a, in a league at that age, sir. I, I would have her learning the skills and, you know, learning learning to play catch, learn how to hit balls. I wouldn't be on a team at that age. I think that's too young. And I think let her have fun, let her experience the sport and gradually get into to learning and then playing on something. And let me tell you something. If, if you're on a team at age four that's keeping score, I'd run as fast, not walk, but I'd run as fast away from that team as I could. 
But they're, they're not keeping score. I mean, Good. that's just hitting the ball and running around the bases. I mean, it's pretty, you know, just letting the kids have fun. I mean, it's not – I mean, she she gets stressed out if she doesn't get the ball or something like that, but I still think she's having fun. I don't think it's – a stressful environment, in my opinion. Well, that's good, but if she's getting stressed out about that, you need to work with her on that. This should only, and the coach, this listen, at that age, see, I, I don't think there should be teams for four-year-olds. I'm sorry, I just don't. I think that's absurd. Okay, no, I've, okay. I've said, that's just my opinion. You, I mean, you, you don't have to agree with me on that, but, I mean, I think we are on the path to having a league for pregnant women, Craig. Okay? <laughs> I know, I'm serious. Why would there be a league for four-year-olds? I, I just don't get it. Somebody's making money on this, Craig. It's great for your daughter to be playing and having fun, but on a team in a league at that age? Like I said, she gets stressed if she misses the ball. This should be about having fun and learning how to play. Okay? I'm glad they're not keeping score, because if they kept score, I would I would encourage you emphatically to get away from there. All right? I, and I just think you need to be, as her father, be aware of the whole situation. She needs to be having fun. She needs to be getting better. And let me tell you something. Winning and losing shouldn't matter till she's 10, 11, 12 years of age. Okay. And and I'm serious. And if they start keeping score next year, I would I would not be on that team. Okay. I just wouldn't. And I would the, the the coach. I mean, what is the coach? How did you find out about this league? Um, a friend of my wife's. He, her her husband is the is the coach. And he and her um her daughter's on the team too. So she just asked, did did our daughter want to play and. My wife plays softball, and I played football. So I mean, obviously, we want them to to want her to get involved in sports. And we thought at four years old was, you know, we asked her did she want to play t-ball, and her friends played. So she said, yeah. So we got her, got her on the team and played, got her to play. Well, I I just I don't think four year olds should be on a team. I'm sorry. I mean, I just don't. That's just my opinion. I think you know, kindergarten, first grade, great. Preschool, no, not on a team. I it's great to learn the skills and have fun, but. Eventually, you're going to start seeing people are going to want to. You're going to see people saying, "What's the score? Why didn't we win?" And you're going to see, just like our last caller said, okay. And and you need your daughter needs to have fun right now, Craig. There should be no business playing games to win or lose. If that starts coming up, like I said, I would get as far away from there as you could. Okay. Okay, sir. And just just you know, keep an eye on it. And if she's getting stressed with this, it's not good. Okay. This should all be about how they need. She needs to learn. It's at four years of age. If she misses the ball, big deal. Who cares? Yeah. Right. That's what I tell her. Good. Good. There's just some old. There, there are boys and girls on this team because they're not separated yet. And there are some. There are some five and six year olds who are on the team that this is their first time playing baseball, so they get to play on the team. So they're a little bigger and a little quicker. So I guess that that might be part of her frustration that well i i bigger i i i think you're i i listen i'm just telling you what i'm i i don't think you're making the right decision here okay if she's on a team with older kids too if she should be with kids her own age playing learning skills not being on a team with older kids at four i just don't think that i think i think you need to just let her have fun our book you should get our book craig I, seriously just let him play yeah, okay. I, just, I just looked it up on Amazon. So okay. yeah, I'm definitely going to get I it. I would get our book and read our book, Craig, and you will see what I'm saying, okay? okay. I, I think you're doing your daughter an injustice by having her on a team at four. I just do. So I look through. It's great to learn how to play, but not be on a team at that age because okay. you're already seeing the signs of stress, and that's not good. Okay? Read her okay. book. You know, call my show back and let me know what you think. I will. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, sir. Uh, good luck with that. Thank you. 
All right, that frees up our lines here at 913-3810-810. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Two really good calls so far. Okay, this this topic today. Okay, this this article in the Dallas paper about this 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 coach who is flying kids in from all over the country to play in his 10 and under baseball team. He's already been suspended for a year by USSA base, baseball. They suspended him. Okay. And placed him on a lifetime probation. And he doesn't care. Screw you, he says. I'm going to do what I want. It's all about winning. At age 10. You know, yeah, I'm a little bit ticked off about this. Because this he's going to ruin some of these kids. So I want to hear from you. Our number is 913-3810-810. What age did your child start sports? Do you? Th- and I want to get your opinion on Craig. The guy just called in. The father just called in about his four-year-old daughter and an organized t-ball team. Should a four-year-old be on a team? What age did your child start playing sports? How much money do you spend every year on youth sports? I'm not saying it's wrong at all. Don't get my take this the wrong way. I think it's great. Sports is great. But age four on an organized team? No. Flying your child cross-country to play on a 10-and-under team? No. All right? I think you're doing damage to kids. And, And I've said it. I just said it. We are going younger and younger ages and organized teams. And you know why that is, ladies and gentlemen? Because somebody's making money. Somebody is out there making money. There is a league, and it's someone's making money on the league, someone's making on the uniforms, the trophies, the coaching, all that. All right, 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. What age did your child start playing youth sports, organized youth sports? What age did they get on a team? How much money have you spent on your child's youth sports experience? We have a wide open phone board. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you if you're a coach. I want to hear from you if you're a parent. I want to hear from you if you played sports. What age did you start playing organized sports? And when did you quit? As a parent, has, have you had your kids tell you they want to quit because they don't want to do it anymore? 913-3810-810 is the number. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. We're in the leader in sports, Sports Radio 810-WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. And I'm here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. This is the Sports Psychology Hour. And we talk about the psychological side of sports on this show. I've been in practice since 1981. One of the first trained sports psychologists in the country. And I've had the privilege to work with athletes at all levels of competition. All the way from the professional level down to the little kids. And as you know, we wrote uh, Jeff Montgomery, Pete Malone, Matt Folks, Dr. Steve Joyce, and I wrote our book, Just Let Him Play, this past year. And it's about the whole youth sports experience, the good and the bad about it. Our third chapter is called Embracing Failure Can Lead to Fun. And I'm, I'm bringing this up today. You know, sometimes I talk a lot about the book. Sometimes I don't talk about it at all. But there was this story in, the, in the, one of the Dallas newspapers. And... It, it, it's just really got to me. The Dallas Star-Telegram this past week. And it's about this coach named Lale Esquivel. He's the owner and coach of the Texas Bombers, a youth baseball t- 
10 and under team. And he brings players in from all over the country to play on this team. And he brags about this is all about winning. Their team is 81-5 and five since January. Why in the world have they played almost 90 games? Okay? Major League Baseball players play 162 games. And very, 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 very few of them play all 162 games. Throw in spring training and throw in postseason, sometimes it can be over almost 200 games. These kids are 10, and they've played half that many already. It's sick, okay? This guy wants to win. He's bragging about how good he is. And he has people buying in because there's always somebody who's going to buy in. There's one guy who spent over $30,000 already this year on his son. How much money do you spend on youth sports? I want to find out from you as a parent right now. Get some calls in here. How much money are you willing to spend on your child's youth sports experience? What age do you start playing your child on a team? Our last caller, Craig, said his daughter is four and is on an organized t-ball team. I think that's not healthy. I think age four is too young to be in an organized team. She's not even in kindergarten yet. Learning skills and fundamentals is great. I mean, being on a team where you just go practice and learn some things, fine. But she's playing in a league. And she's playing in a league with five- and six-year-old boys on the teams. I don't think that's good. But you may not agree with me. So I want to find out from you. 913-3810-810. What age did your kids start playing youth sports? As a coach, and I know there are lots of coaches out there listening. There are lots of softball and tennis and baseball and soccer tournaments going on all the time. Volleyball, swimming competition, or swim, swim meets, tennis, golf. There, there are all kinds of youth sports things going on today. A lot of you are driving there right now. I'd like to get a call from you at 913-3810-810 and find out what age your child started playing sports. And what age did they quit? If you played youth sports, did you burn yourself out on it? Did you end up quitting? 913-3810-810 is the number. As a coach... What age do you think a child should start playing sports? And how much money do you spend on it? Why is there a, you know, and Craig, I want to emphasize to you, your daughter's four on an organized t-ball league. Somebody is making money on that. There's somebody making money on that. And that's a big piece of this puzzle, ladies and gentlemen. There's a lot of money. Youth sports is a huge business. It has grown in the last 15 years. It has exploded. My kids are 27 and 26 now. They both played a lot of things. My younger son swam. That was his, that, when he was 11 or 12, that's all he wanted to do. And he swam in college until his senior year. All right, but they both played soccer. They both played baseball and basketball. My older son played both. He loved baseball and basketball more than anything. And he played those into high school. But how much money are you going to spend on this? And what, what age do you start a league? I don't think four-year-olds should be in a league. And this guy in Texas, he's already on probation. But he says, screw you, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. I'll have my own independent team. Suspend me. Fine, I'm on lifetime probation. Screw you, I don't care. I'm going to do what I want. This guy is setting these kids up for failure. And he's got parents flying kids in from all over the country every week. 913 is the number. Yeah, I'm a little bit irritated about this because it's wrong. It's just wrong. 
All right, let's go to the phones. We'll go first to Andy. Good morning, sir. Great name. How are you this morning? Good morning. How are you? Okay, get your thoughts. Well, I, I called a couple of years ago. I'm from out of town, but uh, I'm a coach by profession, teacher and coach, so I've kind of seen both sides of it. But as far as personal experiences, uh, I have three daughters. None of them really excelled or were overly involved in team sports. Um, a couple of them played some softball, but they didn't start until they were second and third grade, and it was uh, a city league, not a comp team. Uh, one girl played uh, YMCA volleyball, played a little bit of uh, junior high and one year of freshman, but again, uh, just didn't excel. But all three were swimmers. Uh, the older two we started when they were seven or eight, and the little one, the youngest daughter, uh, went to quote unquote pre-swim when she was five or six. Uh, we didn't. It was a summer league. It wasn't a competitive league uh, like the Blazers, where you swim year-round. Uh, one of them ended up swimming competitively in high school, and was was a, a, a good high school swimmer uh, for a, a class four or five school in Missouri. The other two hated it, quit by the time they were freshmen in high school as far as the summer league. So uh, there are two things in play, and I think obviously you pointed it out uh, clearly was uh, the money involved. Somebody's making money on it. There's 10, 10 and under state baseball tournaments all over the state of Missouri uh, to try to get to some fictitious, fictitious state championship game. And some World Series, and there are like right, 50 correct. World Series all over the place. There's right. not just and then one. The second thing I think plays into that is the parent ego, where they are living through their kids. Uh, and I see that at the high school level a lot, where, where I teach and coach. And I've been in that community a long time, won't name it, but uh, 27 years. So I've seen parents become, or students slash athletes become parents. Uh, who are not great athletes or not even athletes at all. And they're out there pushing their kids and yelling and screaming and grabbing them, you know, 10 and under baseball, grabbing them by the collar. and Grabbing uh, them by own, the their collar. Own kid, their own kid, not, you know. Right, right, uh, but they're grabbing them because right. because they struck out or screwed up. Right. And, you know, again, I, I don't want to be arrogant or haughty. I mean, this is what I do for a living. I'm not a 530 coach, uh, you know, who just – rolls a bag of balls out, and I just think as a detriment, we, we really try to promote three sport athletes, and I'm, I don't want to, if, if you've got other calls, I don't want to. No, no, they, he, actually there, were, there was a couple that just both dropped off. Go, go ahead. But you know what? Let me, let me just interject a couple of things here. I'm 62 years old. How old are you, Andy? 58. Okay, so we're the same generation. When do, when, how often are there three sport athletes anymore? They, they rarely exist anymore. Well, we, we promote it heavily at our school, and we've got more. Uh, than we did, say, eight or ten years ago. Wait, 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 you, do you mind sharing where you're at? Uh, I, I'd rather not say. Okay. It's, it's southwest Missouri, but not, not anybody would probably recognize the name, but I'd rather not. No, that's okay, but that's it, fine. It, we've got a, an enrollment of 1,400, so we've got you know enough students that we can specialize in some areas, but, you know, it's just it's not healthy. Well, uh, well, where do you? But you know, but you don't see, sport. but you don't see three sport athletes that much anymore because the pressures are on them at younger and younger ages right. to specialize. And I know my, like I said, I I've shared a lot about my sons on here. My son Gregory is twenty six. He played, you know, he plays on a soccer team, baseball, basketball. 
He did all that, but he started swimming. He came when Gregory was four, five, let's see, five. Uh, I worked with the Kansas City Blazers for years. I was their team psychologist for 27 years. 1996, we, Catherine Fox won two gold medals in the 96 Olympics in Atlanta. Gregory came with me, both my sons, Gregory and Jonathan, came with me to the parade for Catherine, and we got to sit in the back of a pickup, drive through Roland Park, and then end up at Bishop Mies High School, where she went to high school, and there's a big ceremony out on the football stadium. And Gregory was enamored with this whole thing. Catherine signed a picket, gave him an autographed picture of herself. It's still in his bedroom. And he and I have a I have a framed picture that he drew in second grade. I'm gonna be an Olympic medalist. Okay. And he was totally enamored with that and he loved swimming. He got into swimming. I didn't tell him to do it, he wanted to do it. He played other sports, but when he was in about fourth grade, he said, Dad, I, this is what I want to do. I don't want to do these other things anymore. I, I really want to start swimming. And so I said, fine. Okay, it was up to him, all right? And, and that was great. But you don't see, maybe down where you're, where you're living, you can promote three-sport athletes anymore, but, but it, it doesn't happen that much anymore because of the specialization at younger and younger no, ages. And, and you're right, but, again, I'm also the athletic director, so I try to angle it. To my parent meetings and they don't always listen and but the coaches have to buy in um you know I, i'm the head track and field coach and we've had a very successful uh last 15 or 20 years our football team has been competitive for the last 15 years and the two go hand in hand now my it just it's hard it's hard to convince parents and kids but i think kids want to do more sports and they a number of our, our kids that played club volleyball or soccer that go year round quit by the time they get to high school. Let me let me ask this let me ask this high. question, Andy. Okay, are they having fun? I don't think so. I mean, it's hard for me to measure fun, um, but I can't imagine that the twelve month mentality becomes anything but work and drudgery. And that that's easy for me to say. I mean, I was a free sport athlete. My daughters were involved in other things besides athletics. They were cheerleaders. They were. Uh, baton twirlers for the band uh one was a majorette uh which is kind of silly as a dad watching baton twirling and majorette but those skills gave her you know the poise to become who she is today not everybody falls into that but we didn't travel all over the world we didn't go to some you know disney world to, to twirl in a parade right well what do you, you think know, of this were... what do you think of this story that i'm reading from the dallas paper uh, about it, this guy it's nuts. this guy's sick this guy's sick isn't he yeah, he, and the parents that buy into that, again, I, I think it goes back to their egos. Well, sure um, it is. It's about it's about. I'm flying my kid over to down to Texas once a week to play with this baseball team every week. Yeah, that's at that's, ten. That doesn't make. So any what's sense. that? What is the lesson? Okay, you're an, an AD, high school AD, correct? Correct. Okay, what lesson is that ten year old learning? I mean, he's learning. There's a lesson he's learning, and what is it? You know what? I'm hot stuff. I'm cool. Look at me. Well, and I think it destroys local competition because, again, you know, playing in the city league once a week or twice a week, but I can travel, you know, thousands of miles and compete. And then, of course, when they get into high school, when those all-star teams don't translate into state championship teams, there's always a scapegoat, and it turns into to the coach or the kids who didn't play travel or they transfer to another school because that's who they – played club stuff with his elementary and junior high kids. Um, I mean, there, there's a lot of different 
folds and layers. Today. Well, and th- yeah, and this guy's bragging that they're 81 and five since January. I mean, these are 10 year olds. They've played 86 baseball games. It'd be interesting to see go back 10 years if this has been going on for a while. Where are these kids today? Well, uh, here's the other thing: how many of if we take this team, okay? And you follow these kids by the time they're 14, I would almost guarantee you that half of them are going to have physical injuries that may force them to quit from the specialization. I agree. agree. Well, listen, sir, I want to thank you for calling in. Great comments this morning. You know, this is why, you know, not not to to push my book, but this is why we wrote our book. This is why people need to get our book because we talk about all this stuff in there, and these parents need to read it. And I want to commend you because you, you, you're you doing things the right way, in my opinion. Well, I appreciate that. I'm sure there are some that disagree, but they'll uh, Well, everybody's going to disagree, but you yeah, know what? I, I appreciate you calling up. Good luck as an AD. Good luck coaching down there. And if I can ever help you out, feel free to get a hold of me. I appreciate, appreciate your call. It. Okay, you. have a great day. All right, you know, this, this topic this morning is obviously an important one. And this stems from this article in, in, in this Dallas paper. And it just came out this week in the Dallas Star-Telegram about a baseball coach in Dallas has a 10-and-under team, and he flies kids in from all over the country to be in his team. Both coasts, New Jersey and California, they fly in weekly to play on the team. How much money, I haven't anybody answer this question, how much money do you spend yearly on your child's youth sports activities? Can anybody give me a number on that? 913-3810-810 is the phone number. What age do you start playing your child in the organized sports? Our second caller this morning, Craig, said his daughter is four years old and is on an organized t-ball league team. She said isn't even in kindergarten yet, and she's already on an organized t-ball league team. I don't think that's right. I don't think kids should be on a team, an organized league team at age four. I just don't think that's that's. I think that's too early. It's great to, you know, get on a team and learn how to play and learn skills, but not be in a league and competing. And she's on a team with five and six year old boys. I don't think that's a good situation. Now maybe you do. I, I'm not saying I'm right. That's just my opinion. And so here's here's three questions. What age did you start? your child in youth sports. How much money do you spend yearly on youth sports? And maybe most importantly, when did your child tell you they wanted to quit? I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Our phone number here is 913-3810-810. Let's get some calls in here. I want to hear from you. I want to see what you say. 913-3810-810. We're on the leader in sports, Sports Radio 10, WHB. Good morning, everyone. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. Hope you're having a beautiful Sunday today. Enjoying the day. I'm here Sundays from 7 to 8 a.m. And if you listen to the show, you know I've been here for the last 16 years, been on the radio for 26 years, and been practicing as a sports psychologist here in Kansas City for 36 years. I've been doing this about as long as anybody in the country. And, you know, I'll tell you, I, I just never... Stop being amazed by the th- stories that I read and the things I hear about youth sports and the craziness and the sickness that's out there with some of the people involved in it. You know, we've been talking today about this story in the Dallas Star-Telegram 
about a youth sports baseball team, 10 and under baseball team, where this coach, who's been suspended and on lifetime probation by USSA Baseball, flies kids in from all over the country to be on his team. 10 and under team. They are 81 and 5 since January. And he said it's all about winning. It's everything. That's the only thing that's important. This guy is screwed up. I'm sorry. I don't care. He thinks he's a tough guy. He, I'm listening. I read this article. You read it. He thinks he knows everything. He thinks he's got it down. We play to win games, period. Well, guess what? You're also ruining these kids, okay? Flying kids in from all over the country to be in your team. I mean, why has this guy been suspended and on probation by USSA Baseball? All right? He is going to cause problems for these kids. These kids are going to have injuries. They're going to have all kinds of problems. Let's go to the phones. We have another Andy. It's a great name, by the way. Andy, how are you this morning? Hello. Yes, are you there? You're on the air. Go ahead. Hey, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Good, thanks. So, uh, I've got two kids that play sports, two boys. How old are they? Uh, six and eight. Okay. What would you like to share with us? Well, so they both started playing when they were five. So let me hold on. I think, I think you're right about that coach in Dallas. I think he's crazy and, you know, got a couple screws loose, and that's that's not right. But uh, they both started playing when they were about five. And you could say it's organized. It's I mean, just through the local parks and recs. Uh, starting about first grade level, they do have, you know, competitive teams for pretty much any sport, which we don't participate in. But, um, you know, I don't see a problem. And if a kid wants to play a sport, let him play a sport, right? Um, I think I think there's a lot of value to sports, right? Totally, totally. But do you, like our, our one caller, Craig, called in, and his daughter is in an organized t-ball league at age four. She's not even in kindergarten yet. Sure. Don't you think that is a little bit too young? Well, uh, okay, so uh, being let me let me cl- let me clarify an organized league team. I'm not talking about just being on a team and practicing and playing and having fun. He's in an they're on an organized team that plays in a league, and she's four. So, uh, if it's a competitive league, yes, I think that's too young. But like my younger son, who's in kindergarten, I guess by that definition, he plays in an organized league because. They practice and they play games, but they don't keep score. Right, and he said they're not keeping score, but she's also on a team with five- and six-year-old boys. So, uh, I mean, I guess that gets into gender debate and, you know. Well, I don't think there's anything wrong. My younger son played, he was in kindergarten, he started playing soccer, and he was on a co-ed team. Sure. And his and first fine. game, his first game, he scored six goals, three for his team and three on the other. It was a three-on-three thing, and he was having fun. <laughs> and all that, you know what? And he had the greatest time. That's what it should be about, Andy, shouldn't it? About sure. having fun and learning the skills. I agree. The score 100%. shouldn't matter. Right. The score shouldn't matter. The results shouldn't matter. It should be the fun. So as right. long as your kids are having fun and getting yeah. better, is that what it's about? Yeah. yeah, it is. And I've my wife and I have had many talks, and uh, you know we've we've said from day one. You know, if they tell us that they don't want to play something, then then they don't they don't have to play uh, i think with that being said i think um you know if it's midway through the game and they're like oh, i'm done i think you know you kind of teaching them about a commitment that's fine but uh 
you know, before every season, you know, we say, hey, do you want to play whatever, soccer, baseball, football, basketball, whatever. They say, yeah, you know. Right, and then I, if they're not, you know, the, the reasons to quit are when abuse comes up. You don't just quit because you don't want to play anymore. And that's where it sounds like you're doing a good job, Andy. I, yeah. I, I, I want to commend you on that, and I want to thank thanks. you for calling in this morning. Appreciate it. And yeah. Have a nice weekend. Appreciate it, sir. You, you know, this is, this is a topic we will talk about, obviously, again. It's one that is effect, affects all. If you have kids, it affects you. Okay, this guy in Texas is wrong. He's playing flat out wrong. You do not fly kids in from all over the country to play on a 10 and under baseball team. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs. I'm here every Sunday from 7, 8 a.m. Youth sports is, is, is one of my passions, and, and helping parents have, teach their kids to have fun is what it's about. And that's what it should be about. It shouldn't be about winning and losing. It shouldn't be about the score. It should be about having fun. And if that's going on with your kids, great. If you want to get a hold of me, there are a lot of ways to reach me. You can, first of all, contact me at my website, which is winnersunlimited.com. Send me an email at drj at winnersunlimited.com. You can call me at my office, 816-561-5556. I am taking on new clients. I give talks on these topics all the time if you want to get a hold of me. You can follow me on Twitter at, at drjsportspsych. And our shows are podcasted here at Sports Radio at 10 WHB. Go to the podcast page. Click on additional programming and you'll find it. You can also find the shows on my Twitter account and my website. I'm sports psychologist Dr. Andrew Jacobs here every Sunday from 7 to 8 a.m. Have a great day, great week, and we'll talk to you next Sunday here on the Leader in Sports, Sports Radio 10 WHB.